thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, X, and Rumble. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, onto the show. Physically, it's not a very demanding job. The only thing that can be a little bothersome is the remoteness of the location. Will there be kangaroos? middle of nowhere. Yep. Down the back, up the stairs. Down the back. Up the stairs, mate. You're the new girls. Yeah. yeah. We're on vacation. We should be on a beach somewhere. We have sunshine and booze in a box. Let's put up with it for a few weeks. Make some cash. It'll toughen us up. <laughs> Gold is for a cold gold. Red is Redland. Honey's in his hand. You get him a beer. Why'd you want to come all the way out here? It was the furthest away. Lean in a little when you serve him down, eh? <laughs> Uh, Dickens. Dickens cider. <laughs> They're disgusting. It's a tip. That's enough. You want me to go? Hey. We're leaving. We're out. Where are you gonna go, eh? Bus is not for two days. I'm scared of everyone and everything in this place. Make what you can, get on the bus and go. Started. Thank you. What? Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 573. Releasing November 24 in Australian cinemas is The Royal Hotel, a thriller that stars Julia Garner and Jessica Henwick as American backpackers who take on a job in a remote Australian pub, a psychological thriller in which the land down under delivers a blend of dramatic culture clash, intoxicating mystery and unknown danger. The Royal Hotel also marks the latest film by director Kitty Green, who joins me now on the podcast. Kitty, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. You know, this is a first for me after all the podcast episodes that I had. I'm speaking to an Australian filmmaker where three features in. It's the first time that they've shot an Australian film like in Australia. 
Yeah. And I'm really curious, just, just on my end in regards to that, is that something intentional on your part that you wanted to film something in Australia? Or is that something that just kind of comes comes around organically? You um you came across, uh, you know, you had an idea for this project and you're like, you know what, this is a good time to kind of uh, um, put some uh, um, uh, film cameras in, in, in Australia and uh, get my first Australian feature out of my belt. Not sure how I, it, I mean I guess probably it's my mother saying to me that I should spend a bit more time at home or something was the real inspiration I hadn't I was excited to make an Australian film I didn't I only wanted to make it if I had like the right idea and I guess it was coming across this documentary Hotel Cool Guardi which is what we based the fiction film on um was uh was yeah a good way in I guess so yeah the setting of the film, so where you guys shot was in Adelaide, right? So like in this kind of, and you guys found this abandoned uh, pub and you kind of transformed it into the Royal Hotel that we're seeing in the movie now. I'm curious though, when it comes to that part of Australia, that part of the outback, um, did you have any experience with that um, uh, previous? Have you been to those kind of places before? Or does Oscar Redding, who's your screenwriter in the film, from what I understand, he's kind of like almost kind of like a kind of like he's like part. He's more Western Australia, right? But he like knows the kind of landscapes more better than you. So do you have him on board to kind of help you out with the ins and outs of how, like how to film, how to uh, communicate with locals there, et cetera? I'm just really curious about that. My granddad owned a pub in regional Australia, so I my dad grew up in a pub like that. So I mean, I've been definitely been to those sorts of places and spent time in them. And so it wasn't like an I'm not I wasn't familiar with it, but I did bring Oscar on because I needed someone. I just could have someone who's lives in regional Australia at the time I was living overseas. So it just felt like a nice way to have someone who's tapped into those sort of communities and um, can kind of lend an authentic voice to the, the screenplay essentially um, and yeah he brought a lot and we had a lot of fun throwing ideas around and yeah it was a good good time the pub itself when you find this place and you kind of transform it into like this kind of like this hub really because you guys had to live there as well right well some of you anyway um you lived in in the actual pub itself is that right or is no, it like we- a we were put up in pubs all around the area. It was a, such a small town that in order to accommodate us, we had to be put up in different hotels and pubs in different areas around. around. But the actual one we shot in was kind of abandoned. Like it was sort of, it's had some existing elements, but hadn't been used for quite a while. So, yeah. I like talking to the filmmakers who shoot their movies and kind of like really kind of like um, uh, far away places and talk about how the elements in any way kind of, uh, mess with or don't these days with like equipment and such we're working in a place like the outback there's dust there's weather um from what i understand it's kind of like winter uh, like out there does like have any type of um um interference with like um crew with um uh the more technical aspects cameras etc or have we reached a point now where technology has kind of been able to withstand that kind of stuff yeah, I mean, the crews are used to it and the equipment's used to it. I mean, so, there were times when we couldn't operate a drone because it was too windy and things like that, but you always get a bit of that. But um, it's more the cast getting used to it because I think they're a lot of the, the three, there was three foreign cast members who just hadn't been <laughs> in an environment like that and was, it was colder than they expected and dustier than expected and kind of harder than I think everyone expected to be out there and shooting out there. So, yeah, it was tough. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, TeePublic is sure to have something you'll love. 
please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. You worked with um, Julia Garner previously with The Assistant. Um, when you work with a actor on multiple projects, and like essentially here is like back-to-back projects as well, is there kind of like a, a shorthand that develops between the filmmaker and, and actor when, when that happens? Um, or is it that because this film is set in is such a different film to what the, the assistant was in regards to location stuff, is it still kind of like a, I wouldn't say a feeling out process, but because of new environment, it's kind of like new de- development of, of communication happened between um, filmmaker and actor in that context? Um, not sure. I don't know if they I think we kind of, the two of us get along quite well. We have sort of have an understand shared understanding of the work and what I'm trying to say and what I'm so we don't have to have a lot of discussions to be honest. We did chat a fair bit in pre about what we were shooting and what the character's going through, but really a lot of Julia's best work comes from kind of gut instinct and just throwing her in front of the camera always produces great results. So I never want to kind of, you know, talk anything to death. You kind of want to keep it fresh and keep it um yeah so she can just sort of live it as the character lived it. I think this one, particularly because we were dragging them out to the middle of nowhere. They were living the movie in a lot of ways. So I think the more we could just throw them into things, the better. Does the culture clashes that are depicted on screen, I'm not, and I'm not talking about the more extreme things that happen later in the film, but like little things like use of the C word, for example, when that's thrown about in Australian lingo that's so uh, so freely. Um, does stuff like that happen in real life conversations in your in your actors with, with Julie and Jessica with locals and is there other kind of uh, examples of any type of real life culture clashes that kind of came about with them getting used to kind of like small town remote uh, Australian living compared to maybe more city living than they, they might have uh, had beforehand? I don't know it definitely was there was a bit of an adjustment period I think like just being out in the middle of nowhere meant we couldn't get a meal. You know, you can't Uber Eats in anything at, at 11 p.m. And I think the girls were used to being able to, like, get their own food delivered and just stuff like that was not, was, you know, getting over that kind of hurdle of, oh, no, we're, we're not we're not in the city anymore was a lot. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. They had, they had a pretty good time. We had, like, a lot of the cast were really great. We had all the male actors really help them kind of, you know, introduce them to the environment and help them through all that. So, yeah, I think they had a good group of people around them and they felt supported and that, that was a great thing. Something that I, I took from Royal Hotel is that it has a real kind of Wild West kind of aspect to it as well. Like Westerns, I think, I think have a kind of like uh, a bit of an influence on it, especially I don't know what it's like, what, what was like in, in the, the real kind of like a scenario, but in the movie, there doesn't seem to be any type of um, authority figures in types of police or, or, or government or anything like that. It seems like people want their, their own kind of government under, and there are like people are taking care of, take, taking care of themselves. And, and from that comes all different types of situations. Um, do you look at Westerns in regards to influences of, of how to, um, of when you, how you wanted to kind of shoot your movie and kind of like the narratives that come up in the film as well, of kind of like this small town that's like um, governed by the, by the people on its own and kind of like the, the good and the bad that can come from such um, un, untapped freedom? Yeah, I mean, we looked at a lot of those movies and that kind of like Stranger Comes to Town is like a classic Western trope, you mm. know, but um. But at the same time, and we did have a policeman in there and actually we ran out of time to finish, get the, his line in properly. So there is a policeman right. at the party at one point. And, um, there's a few, yeah, there's, it's sort of that one of those things where 
often you only have, you know, half a day to get that scene. And so something goes and it's that policeman's line. But um, I do think, yeah, I don't know. We watched a lot of movies, we watched a lot of sort of backpacker horror movies, a lot of Western stuff, a lot of uh, like kind of classic kind of seven, like straw dogs and things like that, which mm. are often about those kind of like strangers in a, you know, in a town where they don't belong. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of influences, Thelma and Louise, things like that. So there was a bunch of stink things, I think, that got us, got us going, inspired us. Um, you got a great cast. Uh, you, of course, you got um, Julia and Jessica. Then you got uh, Daniel Henshaw and and uh, a bunch of other people as well. But Hugo Weaving, to me, um, I don't know about yourself, but when it comes to like you know, if you're going to rank like a top five greatest Australian actors, to me, Hugo Weaving firmly belongs in that top five. And I think what's so great about him is that he's so seamless in his performances. Sometimes it's just like, it's so natural to to him, the way he kind of does his characters and does his acting. What was the Hugo Weaving experience like for you uh, filming with him? Because I think he's just like one of the, one of the best um, uh, actors that we, we as a, Australians have put on screen so far. Oh, great. I mean, he's a joy to work with and so kind and respectful and lovely. And yeah, we I just had a great time with him. And he also just made the set a better place for everyone. He sort of set the tone, you know, and then people followed his lead. And um, yeah, it was, he brought a lot to it. Um, and yeah, he's really, I don't know, he's really considerate and detailed. And it was just, yeah, every, every moment was great. I can't, don't have a bad word to say about you, to be honest. When it comes to this movie, it's really interesting that um, this Aussie set film is like uh, Australian supporting actors all the, all the way, but then you have uh, two American leads and you also have American distribution as well. So you have like these two different uh, global audiences and I'm really, audiences, the American audience, the Australian audience, I'm really um, interested in what type of reactions do you get from these different audiences but what's happening on screen? Do you get like, is does that culture clash really represent itself in audience reaction as well when it comes to the Royal Hotel? Is there some um uh, reactions you get from one market that is that vastly different to another one um yeah i don't know it's been interesting to see it play we screened it in america first and so it was interesting it plays a little darker there they don't really get to jokes as much they don't in, have, enjoy it as much in that way they, they can't have as much fun with it i think and um but they still enjoy like they still we got great reviews out of america and people seem to understand what we were trying to say and what we were getting at which is awesome it's just but it's nice to have it here because it's just a bit more there's just a lightness to it that is missed i like that people get the jokes here and there's a lot more laughter and the screenings we've had here have been really great so it feels nice to bring it home where it belongs that's for sure speaking of bringing it home what's the future for you in regards to filming in australia it's an experience with royal hotel gonna open you up to more kind of like Australian productions uh, for yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, depending on the project, it's sort of, yeah, I mean, I just really it's about the idea and where it fits. I think that's got to be the first thing. But I'm, yeah, more than happy to spend more time here if I can. That'd be great. Well, for everyone out there listening, November 24 in Australian cinemas, the Royal, Ho Royal Hotel. It's a really great film, Kitty. I really enjoyed the film very much. Oh. And for everyone out there listening, you need to watch this film on the big screen because the photography is great, the performances as well. And we need to have a lot more people watching Australian films in the, in the cinemas. Um, too many people will rely on streaming these days. Get to the cinema, watch this movie. Um, you're going to watch a really great psychological uh, Western thriller. And Kitty Green, I thank you so very much for your time today. Congrats with the movie. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to, to see what you do next i'd love to talk to you again in the future awesome thank you yeah looking forward to it thanks a lot see you later